Are you interested in making your own podcast? If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. It's free. They have creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. Anchor will then distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcast, and many more. You guys can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And in fact, I'm using Anchor and I love it. If you're interested, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey, everybody. This is Heidi St. John, and you have found me in my little corner of the internet. This is the Busy Mom Podcast. Normally, I have Dorinda here, and she is taking a much-deserved break. She and her husband just moved out of their home that they've been in for the last 12 years that they built uh, by themselves. And so a lot of emotion went into that, and many of you know what it's like to move. I certainly do. And so um, I'm going to bless Dorinda for the next couple of days and do the podcast without her. But I was thinking about a couple of things. And and uh, one of the things that I wanted to address t- uh, today, and maybe even over the next couple of days, is this idea that uh, there is such a thing as a perfect mom. You know, I have seven children. Many of you have heard me speak before. And uh, I was just telling my husband the other day that I feel like I live in a state of perpetually disappointing someone. Do you ever feel that way? Um, if I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm not, I don't have enough time or emotional energy for an older child who needs to talk to me. Um, they think that I was, um, I'm not being strict enough with the younger kids. The younger kids think I'm too strict. Some of the kids are upset because um, I threw away their their Halloween candy in December of last year. And then there are other kids who feel like, you know, I didn't have enough time for them or I didn't make enough of their favorite meals or whatever it is. And I think that moms can really easily get into this idea that there is such a thing as a perfect mom. And if that's you listening right now, I I hope to make you feel a little bit better because I think that there's something to be learned from the camaraderie of older moms. And Dorinda is a, a Dorinda and I, we decided the other day that we we're falling into the older mom category. <laughs> I'm not, we're not really sure when that happened, but at some point along the line, it seems to have happened. And I still have a kindergartner at home. Uh, we are into now our second full week of homeschooling, and I, some of you saw me, I periscoped a couple of weeks ago about how I wasn't ready for school to start, and so I just, I let myself off the hook. That sort of comes from 18 years of homeschooling and 24 years of parenting. There's little things that you you start to realize, oh, hey, this isn't really that important. I can let myself off the hook. And I think when it comes to mothering, and particularly if you're a homeschool mom, I think that homeschool moms are sort of susceptible to an entirely different set of uh, guilt magnets. But I want to encourage you today to just do what's in front of you. And I think for moms um, who, especially moms who have teenagers at home, I was thinking about this the other day. Uh, I saw a woman uh, at church and she was talking to me about a struggle she was having with her 14 year old daughter. And I thought, oh my goodness, we're all the same. We're all struggling with a 14-year-old daughter, right? Because one minute she, you're, everything is great. She comes down the stairs in the morning and she's blissful and happy and she looks you in the eye and, and she loves the shirt you're wearing and she wants to talk to you and you think, hey, I'm doing this thing okay. And the next morning, she comes down that very same flight of stairs and 
she's scowling or she won't look at you or you try to engage her in conversation and she looks at you like you have six heads. And then you start thinking, maybe I'm doing this thing wrong. And it really can drive a mom to her knees. And one of the things that the Lord is teaching me, you know, and I and I say this with a fair, a fair degree of pensiveness because I don't have it all figured out. I love to sit here and tell you guys, hey, I've been, you know, mothering seven kids for all these years and I've got it down to a science, but I don't. There are days when I just think, what am I doing this for? You know, I'm doing it all wrong. I've got, you know, one kid who won't talk to me, another kid who will talk to me, but I'm not sure if that child is going to be appreciative of me or not tomorrow. And then there's not enough hours in the day. And then you want to spend time with your husband and you feel guilty because you're spending time with your husband, but you're not spending time with your kids. And on and on it goes. And I think that the confidence that we have as women and as mothers in particular, particularly as followers of Jesus, is from the Lord himself. We need to take our confidence from the Lord. I know that many of you listening to this have uh, seen the movie by now, uh, have seen War Room. We took all of our kids to see it. Some of you asked me if I thought it was age appropriate, and my answer is absolutely for the little ones. We took our youngest daughter, who I just got done telling you is in kindergarten. And I wouldn't say she was, you know, overly impressed. It wasn't like taking her to see The Little Mermaid, but it wasn't inappropriate for her. And she definitely, we had a lot of great conversations as a family about prayer. But I think this is kind of where moms need to start when we when we begin to feel like there is such a thing as a perfect mom, because really what we want to be doing is having an image in our head of what God wants us to look like as mothers and wives and not as what our children want us to look like or what the culture wants us to look like or even necessarily what our husbands want us to look like. We need to be going to the Lord and saying, Father, what does this look like? How can I serve my family the best? And one of the areas that um, I have struggled with Uh, pretty much my whole life, is just trying to find time to spend with the Lord so that I can have my heart right before Him. And I think this is really something that moms uh, struggle with, particularly uh, women who have a lot of little kids underfoot or who, like me, are working full-time. And there are a couple strategies that I have kind of gone back to over the years, and and I'm going to share a couple of those with you in a second. But I want you to to keep in mind that as I share these with you, they really are seasonal. And by seasonal, I mean, I'm not talking about, you know, uh, winter and summer. I'm talking about um, seasons in your life. So there there have been uh, points in my life in which um, there was no such thing as quiet time. You know, there was a season in my life where I had, you know, five very young children underfoot. And now I've got, a, you know, three of my kids are grown and um, I'm definitely out of the little, little, little phase of life. But I've noticed that I, I still need to tweak even my time with the Lord. And one thing I want to encourage you to do is to find something that works for you so that you can spend time with the Lord every day, just a little bit of time. You know, I think um, sometimes we overthink it and we think, oh, I've got to have, you know, dedicated an hour and a half a day to read my Bible and talk to the Lord. And God really understands uh, where you are. He's a relational God. I was in, in church uh, the other day, and the pastor was talking about doubt and the things that we struggle with as believers. And something that he said really resonated with me. He was talking about the Lord being a relational God, that when um, Mary 
Um, he understood that Mary was relational. He called her by name. He understood that Thomas um, was filled with doubt. And he said, Thomas, here, put your hand in my side, touch uh, the nail uh, the nail marks in my hands. And he knew that Thomas needed that personal touch, that interaction from the Lord. And God will meet you right where you are. And it's important for us to have confidence when we go before the Lord that he's not sitting there, you know, with his stopwatch on trying to figure out if you've put in your time or not. He wants to get to know you. And there's a, a point in which I think as mothers, and I know this has been true of my own life, and I'm sure if Dorinda was sitting here, she would say this too, that we really doubt if we're good enough. You know, um, and I'm going to talk about this some more in a couple of days, but I, I was thinking about homeschool moms in particular and how we often doubt if we're doing a good enough job. And it steals our joy. Um, the Bible talks a lot about the person who trusts in the Lord. And in Psalm 6311, he says, all who trust in the Lord will praise him. Psalm 65.5, I sent this verse to my sisters this morning uh, in a text message. Uh, Psalm 65.5 says, you faithfully answer our prayers with awesome deeds, O God, our Savior. You are the hope of everyone on earth, even those who sail on distant seas. And I thought about that as I was uh, texting that to my sisters this morning. I thought, you know what? The, the women that are parenting their 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 uh, little ones in Canada, the women who are doing it in Great Britain, we all have the same desire, and that is to raise our children up so that they will have, um, hopefully, if you're a Christian mom, a good walk with the Lord. We want our kids to have a better life than we have, right? We're training them up. And the Bible says that he is the hope of everyone on the earth. So let me just say that again. So the hope that your children have of a better life isn't you. It's God. It's a breathing relationship. It's a growing relationship with the Lord Jesus. Another thing that uh, really hit me, and I, I was taking uh, tons of notes when my four-year-old wasn't um, bouncing off of my lap the other day in church, uh, Jeremy was saying that our desire um, as believers to know the Word of God should not turn into this academic pursuit because the goal of reading the Bible is really to get to know the one who created us. And that's where we get our confidence from. And so oftentimes when we're struggling with mom guilt and this myth of perfectionism, it's because we're looking to someone else to give us a standard for what we should be like instead of going to the Lord. I saw a post on Scary Mommy. Every once in a while, you know, I read uh, other people's blogs. People think it's funny that me as a blogger, because I've been blogging for, I don't know, probably 15 years, but I've been, I don't have a lot of time to read other blogs. And honestly, I get on there and I sort of say what I want to say or what God's put on my heart. And then I tend to get off. But I saw this post come through um, some time ago. And I thought it was so great because she really does uh, connect with women. She was talking about how she, before she had kids, she felt guilty about something every once in a while. But since you have kids, you like, we live in a state of perpetual, uh, like I said earlier, I'm always letting somebody down. I told my husband, I said, I feel like someone's always upset with me. You know, it's either my older kids or my little one with that little doe-eyed, you know, look that she will give me or the scowl I get from a teenager who I have not met their their particular standard. But listen to what um, <laughs> listen to what uh, Lauren writes over on Scary Mommy. She says, uh, 
before she had kids, she felt guilty once in a while. But since she had kids, she hasn't stopped feeling guilty. She says, I didn't spend enough time playing with the kids. I didn't get the house clean because I was playing with the kids. I cleaned the house and now I won't let the kids play because they'll mess it up, right? I didn't bring them outside to play and it's beautiful out. I brought them outside to play and now they have bug bites. I read with my oldest much more often than I read with my younger two. Some of you are nodding right now in agreement. You understand. I'm not strict enough. I'm too strict enough. I let them eat candy. I don't let them eat candy. I hide candy from them so they can't eat it. I would add, I hide the candy in my bedroom so I can eat it. Um, I don't plan educational activities for the kids to do on a daily basis. Who am I kidding? I don't plan educational educational activities for the kids to do ever. I didn't breastfeed long enough. My pregnancy diet is probably to blame for my middle child's food allergies. I let them watch too much TV. Sometimes I use the TV as a babysitter. I went shopping without them, even though they were crying at the door to come with me. Uh, this I I was resonating with every everything this woman was saying. I just I went the other day just for a quick run into the store with my uh, almost thirteen year old daughter who really her love language is quality time, right? So I am, you know, between the the uh, uh, four children that I still have left at home, I'm trying to just really like, okay, what can I, how can I um, give this one daughter quality time? So I thought, well, I have to run to the store, so I'll see if she wants to come with me. So I said, hey, Summer, do you want to come with me to the store? Oh yeah, I'd love that. So she gets in the car, and just as we're pulling out of the driveway, you know, my husband's still at the house. Lest any of you start thinking I was leaving my kids at home alone. Uh, I was pulling out the driveway and here comes my, you know, barefooted, uh, scraggly haired, dirt all over her face. Looks like she's homeless. Uh, four and three quarters old daughter. And she's crying. Just, mommy, I want to come with you. And boy, I'll tell you what. I stopped the car and I thought, man, maybe I should take her. And then I looked over at my almost teenage daughter and she was rolling her eyes like, here we go again. And I, th- I thought... Oh my word, we're back to, I can't please anybody. Now, some of you are listening to me and you're thinking, is this really Heidi St. John? Because she's the busy mom, right? She wrote a book on getting things done. She has seven children. She homeschools them. Well, I, I'm here to tell you guys, I, I'm just like everybody else. And I think that uh, we all need to take a step back and realize anything can turn into a reason to feel guilty, right? Pretty much anything. And so where am I getting my direction from? I've got to get my direction from the Lord. It can't come from a comment that somebody leaves on my blog. It can't come from my, my children who want me to be a certain, uh, a certain way or, my, um, or even the peer pressure that I feel from other moms. When I see the, you know, the super homeschool moms who are doing, you know, I don't know, salt maps with their kids and calligraphy of all the, the states and their capitals, <laughs> and I'm just barely making it through the day. My... Uh, hope, my strength needs to come from the Lord. And I really want to encourage you, if you're listening to this today and you can and you can resonate uh, at all with what I'm saying, it's okay. Just accept that you're not perfect and you weren't meant to be perfect. God said that his strength, and I've said this before at the podcast, his strength is made perfect in weakness and he wants to meet you right where you are. Psalm 65, 5. I'm going to end with this verse because I think it's so important. I want it to ring in your ears today. You faithfully answer our prayers with awesome deeds. Sometimes I think the awesome deed is that we raise our children and they turn out okay at all, right? You faithfully answer our prayers with awesome deeds. Oh God, our Savior, you are the hope of everyone on earth. The Lord is the hope of everyone on earth. And if you can grab hold of that today and realize you're not your child's Savior, your responsibility is to raise that child up and to to love them 
and encourage them and give them every opportunity that you can give them. But at the end of the day, the hope that your child needs is going to be found in the Lord. And that's where you need to find your hope today. So let go of that mommy guilt. There's no such thing as the perfect mom. And ask the Lord to show you every day, every moment, Lord, what is your idea of the perfect mom for me? What do you want me to be? And then strive to be more like that. I'll catch you guys back here next time. For more encouragement, visit me online at thebusymom.com.